Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Second wind. It's such a pleasure to know that you're here with me today. I am Joyce Buford, and I am your host. And I am the uh, founder of JoyceBufordEmpowers.com. Should you want to go look me up on my other side of my life. But this show, as you all know, is about women learning from other women. We learn about their stories of pain and success while maneuvering the changes involved with evolution in our lives. It's about the successes we experience on the other side of change. There is happiness of success. On the other side, if you are sitting in a very uncomfortable type place today. Well, I'm going to, I have a little story that I want to tell you, but before I go into that, I want you to know that our guest today is Ellen Rohr, and she will be talking about where did the money go, which is a very, very great <laughs> question. Haven't you said that to yourself? Where did the money go? At the end of the month. So she'll be talking about financial basics for business owners and who want to be profitable. Of course, we all want to be profitable. So stay tuned. And Ellen will give us most of the hour today. Now, before I go, before we visit with Ellen, I wanted to talk a little bit about defining moments. Those moments in our lives where... Life changes. (laughs) Every life has a series of defining moments. Matter of fact, probably when I mentioned that, your mind went immediately to one that you've experienced, either in trauma or happiness. Moments that shape and change us, like defining moments, have a huge impact on our development and our choices of how we pursue our lives. They aren't easy to recognize sometimes when you're experiencing them. I wish they were. (laughs) It would help. But when you're living through those moments, they feel like another blur in a series of blurs that fly, fly by hardly marked or commemorated. But as you look back through the lens of hindsight, It's easy to recognize the small twists and turns that shaped everything that you were and are and will be. Everything that you believe in. Everything that matters to you. These moments are going to be unique and different for anyone. And yet there are some that are very 
widely experienced by many of us so that we can hear them echoed in other people's lives. I know the moments that shaped and impacted me. I know the happy moments. I knew the, I know the painful moments. The ones that were tough are going to resonate with one or two people if I were to talk about them today. I know this because I'm not the only one who's been through a divorce, a loss of a mate, transitions of life. But there are positive ones, too. Some of them are negative, yes, but I love the positive ones, such as the first kiss, such as the first job. How did you get your first job, and what were you doing? All of these are happy moments, and there's learning going on in each of these. Well, my guest today, Ellen Rohr, is no exception to the woman with the defining moments. We all have them. Ellen Rohr is the business makeover expert. She teaches few things that make all the difference to our business success. Easy financial cleanup profitable pricing, and powerful business planning. Ellen is a columnist for Huffington Post. She's also, I I had to ask her what this was. It's a magazine for Mm -hmm. plumbers, since that's her industry that she works in, called PHC News. And she's a contributor to many business journals and, and magazines. She provides... In the trenches, inside, the business owners can relate to. And she doesn't put any fluff on it. She tells it like it is. (laughs) I love this about her. Now, I want to tell you about the way that Ellen and I met. We met while attending a group that was going to perform on a stage at Harvard University in Boston. She was a pro on the stage, I will say. And she was a team player with all of the 30, 60 plus businesses and business owners and entrepreneurs that met that weekend to be on the stage. But there's one thing you will see today, you will hear today, as you listen to Ellen share her, her many wisdoms that she has experienced, is that she's real. She's down to earth. You will see her as the next-door neighbor. You'll very easily connect with her. Now, I always like to talk. Now, she's going to talk to us about her businesses, and she's the owner of Zoom Drain Franchises, LLC, and she's the founder of Ellen Rohr, which encompasses some more, some more businesses. So she, I know she'll share that. You'll share that with us, won't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> so, and she's from Missouri. She's a wife, and she's the mother of one son who just married another single child. <laughs> another child, not single. Thank goodness she was single when he married her. Now she's... <laughs> Part of him. So anyway, Ellen, thank you for coming to Second Wind. 
Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Wasn't it fun to be on stage together and support each other through that event? It was great. And your energy and enthusiasm for life and for business inspires me. So I was honored to be asked. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, we had a, such a good, that was a fun weekend. There was lots of firsts that weekend. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed meeting so many of the people that were involved with that, such as yourself and many of the others. So it was a one of those positive experiences. I want you to share with us, though, just how you got in the plumbing business. This is not a typical <laughs> career for a woman. I don't know, but I'm thinking. Well, no. yeah. I, I mean, do I look like a plumber to you? We have a lot not of stereotypes sure about this. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I got into I got into the business like a lot of people do. I married into it. So many people, many women in the industry. Uh, there, there, it was a family business. Most businesses are family business, and and uh, my industry is no different. So I married a guy. I said, uh, "What's your name?" When I first met him, and he said, Hot Rod, so I married him, because what are you going to do with that? So uh, yeah. I met Hot Rod, the, the, and he was a plumber, and I thought plumbers made a lot of money. So um, that was a, an opportunity to um, uh, uh, learn about the industry. I didn't realize that. I, at, the, at the beginning, when we were first married, we did not work together. I had uh-huh. – um, I'm um, – you know, I'm one of those fence-testing, troublemaking kids who had about a million jobs. I've probably mm-hmm. been fired more times than most people <laughs> have been hired. So, you yeah. know, I was just kind of a troublemaker, and I would I did all sorts of, of jobs just to for the experience. And, and, you know, I learned how to ski by being a ski instructor and a ski patroller. And I learned how to sail because I worked at a boat dock and a windsurfer oh. uh, a dealer. And, yeah, I just had all these, these fun jobs. I was a lingerie model once. Yep, that was a I short can't believe career, that. But She's a good-looking woman. <laughs> well, I used to be. I used to have that going for. At some point, you have to develop a personality. But uh, when I was younger, I I just explored all kinds of things. And then I married Hot Rod, and I didn't really pay too much attention to to him and his partner. His partner was his best friend, and they were in business together. Had a little plumbing company, and um, uh, then something really awful died. And you may relate to this story, but um, Hot Rod's partner was a worrier. You know, people like that. Maybe you're like that. Uh Worry about things. My mom is like that. And, uh, you know, he was a worrier. And Hot Rod is very laid back, but um, his partner would worry about everything. And one day, he was. it was Friday afternoon. He'd worked about 100 hours that week, and he just had it. He said to me, I hate this. I hate the business. I hate you. I hate Hot Rod. I hate our employees. I hate our customers. <laughs> you know, if I don't do it myself, it'll never get done, you know, because it was never good enough for him. He's always, you know, worrying about everything. Uh, and me, yeah. I'm always sunny and optimistic. And I'm like, oh, you just had a long week. You'll feel better tomorrow. Well, mm-hmm. he didn't feel better the next day. And he went to the hospital. And on Sunday, he died. He was <gasps> 33 years old. And he literally worked himself into a stress-induced health crisis, and the guy died. Oh, and my so word. And so Harrod and I are, oh, it was, it was awful. And so Harrod and I are just, like, looking at each other, like, how did that happen? Yes. And, um, you know, and I, I bring this up because it's not worth that. You know, everybody has something to worry about, and money troubles and business issues and, and, you know, people problems and all that. 
Mm-hmm. But it, it helps to develop the skills that are required to, to help you put that in check. If that's, you know, meditation or, you know, some kind of a spiritual practice. In yeah. any event, this was a, a, an eye-opener for me. Go ahead. I want you to interrupt me as I, I get going. Well, uh, yeah, how do you put it together? Because I know normally when you have a business, everybody's got their own specialty that they sort of work in. So uh, did you have some surprises? Well, the, the biggest surprise, I, I surprised my husband with this. So he, you know, <laughs> after the dust settles, his best friend has died. My husband yeah. didn't love the business of business. He liked mm-hmm. the craft. And many people may relate to that. Like, you know, if you groom dogs, maybe you love dogs and love grooming, but you don't like keeping track of the money or the marketing or operations. Right. He was right. like that. And that's not an uncommon thing. So, you know, talking about dividing and the duties, I said to him, listen, I've had a whole bunch of jobs. You know, I went to school. I, you know, got a degree in business administration. You turn wrenches. I'll take care of the money and the admin and we're going to get rich. So I talked my husband into this this idea that we're going to work together and it's going to be great. Yeah, and it but it's awful. that makes good sense because you were, you had the degree in marketing, didn't you? I had a degree. It was just a business administration degree, and but okay. I had a lot of experience with all kinds of of businesses. And at the time, I was a restaurant manager, so I'd moved up through the ranks. You know, we have yeah. one son. You know, that got my attention. That was the first time I ever thought about, like, having a real job and actually bringing home some money. So I quit my real job with the benefits and the vacation and someone to cover for me and all that. And I go to work with my husband, and we, you know, um, press on with this with this family business. And it was so awful. It was so <laughs> awful because now we don't have my salary. And um, I would say to him, uh, we don't have enough money. And he would mm-hmm. hear, I'm not good enough. I'm not working hard enough. And, it, oh. it, you know, you just can imagine the pain and the frustration and anger um, that we unleashed on each other. Oh, and so, I, you know, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, have you ever worked with your, did you ever work with your husband or a family member? No, no. We were very separated in that. I was the house and the family and he was the business. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, okay. it was so a family business. That has business. its own challenges. Well, and even, even that too. So like, I want to, I want to circle back to that because one of the, you know, the big issue we had, and this is, you know, for those folks who are in business or thinking about it as a second win moment in their life, you know, mm-hmm. you got to make money. And, right. it, you know, there's, there's these myths out there. If you do what you love, the money will follow. And, you know, oh, they can't afford it. So I'm going to just do everything for free. And that, you know, that catches up with you because when you run out of money, it gets really stressful. And for right. us, we went into debt so fast without my salary. Uh, you know, things just went upside down so fast. And mm-hmm. this is what I did, and, and this is why I'm here. I found a mentor, one of many, many in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I found a mentor in the pages of a trade magazine, another mag- a plumbing magazine um, <laughs> uh, called Plumbing and Mechanical. I'm sure you subscribe, Joyce. Oh, it's so, one of um, my top ones, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do anything plumbingly. Plumbingly. Well, I'm glad you call people because that's what we do. So that helps. But um, yeah. uh, what happened with um, 
with his plumbing magazine is this this fellow, his name is Frank Blau. He wrote an article in the magazine about how much a contractor should charge. And this is going back to like 1989. Yeah. And I read this article. I followed the math. It made total sense. Here's what he says, and this blew my mind. You have to charge more than it costs. You have to charge ah. more than it costs. Now, when I went to college, they taught us things like the going rate and what the market will bear. Mm-hmm. Nobody right. told me that. Nobody told me that. So when we were in business, I called around and asked my competitors how much they charged, and then we chose, charged a little bit less, you know, to get the job. Yeah. And I thought that's how it was done. And Frank, yeah. Frank was the one who, who, you know, in this article started me on a better path. So I wrote this guy a letter. I wrote him a letter on this cheesy stationery because it's all I could afford. And I wrote the letter, Dear Mr. Blau, please help me. Mm. We're not making any money. We're fighting, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I went on. I spent like two pages telling him why everything he suggested in his article was wrong. <laughs> I couldn't. I love it. <laughs> you don't understand my cheap customers. You don't understand my troublemaking employees. You don't understand, you know, I'm a smart girl. I have a college degree. I even bragged in this letter that the good news is we don't pay any taxes. Well, that's what happens when you don't make any money. <laughs> it, it was, it, it's a, it's a good. choice. I would, I would deny the existence of this letter. Frank <laughs> published a book with my letter in it as an example of how stupid contractors can be. It's a book called The Business oh, of Contracting. No, you did? <laughs> he published the book with my letter in it with this, oh. here's how dumb contractors are. And then he used my letter as an example of what knucklehead contractors are. Oh, my How embarrassing God. is that? Did he oh. ask you first? I'm pretty sure he didn't. Which is a whole other story, but you know, Frank was the Frank was the one who uh, I, you know, I took it. You know why not? Frank is the one who shook me up. You know, um, I've heard that sometimes you need a feather, sometimes you need a brick to, to get your attention. Yeah. I must have needed a brick because Frank is a full blown brick. He's a crusty <laughs> union contractor from Milwaukee. He <laughs> got this letter and he called me up, and I answered the phone. Hello, and the first thing he said to me was, honey, you have your head. And then he described where my head was. I have no idea who this is. It was a dark place. And I'm like, who is this? And he says, this is Frank Blau, and I'm reading your letter. I get a lot of dumb letters. This is the dumbest letter I've ever gotten. And thus began our relationship. And I was mad. Nobody had talked to me like this. I ended up hanging up on him on this first conversation. You did? And then the next day, yeah, then I was just, so offended and mad and how dare you and I mean the guy just was trying to help out but it's so it was his style it's the way he was and and um the next day I called him back just tears flowing I am laid low I'm crying talking about it I don't know what I'm doing my husband and I are hating on each other will you help me and thus began our mentoring and uh, relationship and friendship yeah. So he taught me, and this is this is you know I, if you're if you're taking notes, here's a noteworthy thing: write down charge more than it costs. That'll come in handy. Yeah. Also, write down, um, learn how to read 
and use a balance sheet and a profit and loss. You've got to get to what I call a known financial position, KFP. Frank took me on this journey. Here's your asset. Here's your elbow, I think is how he started. So he taught me how to read a balance sheet and a profit and loss by showing me his. And it was back in the day where we had that greasy fax paper, and I would walk into the office, and there would just be like, the Dead Sea Scrolls rolled out all over my office and he faxed all his financials over to me and he'd say, okay, go get them and let's get on the phone and we're going to just go through this and I'm going to teach you what your assets are, what your liabilities are. And he showed me his financial reports to do it. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. What a big heart. Yeah. You know, he might be pretty hard the edges, but uh, what a big heart. <laughs> He's about 110 years old right now and still just as bossy and cranky as ever. And he is motivated by helping people make the money they deserve. He's a plumber. He's in my industry. I call it the dirty jobs industry. Um, Uh And that's the plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, home service, uh, made work. Anything that you, when you're you're doing, you're doing work that somebody else really doesn't want to do. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's been, um, it's been a, an amazing journey, and he's the one who taught me, you know, these basics. So what happened to me, and this may or may not apply to you, dear listener, but what happened to me is as I was going through this process with Frank, we got to a known financial position, and, and, and we have this big pile of debt. And he says, the reason you go into debt is when you charge less than it costs and you operate at a loss. So sales yeah. minus expenses is a negative number. You operate at a loss instead of a profit that that by virtue of the balance sheet if your equity goes down as from uh, as a result of losing money your assets go down you run out of assets you run out of cash and you have to borrow money to stay afloat so if you've got a big pile of debt in your company i'm 99 percent sure that you're not charging enough Mm -hmm. isn't that brutal yeah yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's probably, yeah, that's the, I'm, this seems like a pretty easy question to answer, but it's the, it's the numbers games that causes most coach, most companies to fail, right? It's they not run the out other. Of cash. Yeah. In fact, they run out of cash usually yeah. after they've built this big pile of debt. Ugh. Yeah. Or they put a ton of money into their company to keep it afloat. You know, like people say, how can you how can you stay in business if you re- operated a loss? No, you'll go out of business. It's kind of like the the economy yeah. of you know how economies work. You don't go out of business. Not in this great country. You go into debt. You'll get a credit card in the mail. Your supplier will tell you, oh, it's okay. Pay us back a little at a time. You will right. leverage, you know, yourself until you can't anymore. At some point, people won't lend you money anymore. And then yeah. that's when you have this, you know, come to Moses moment. Oh, my. You know, what mm. am I going to do? And, yeah. you know, it gets worse than losing money. It gets, you know, losing money unchecked will, will lead to a big pile of debt. And that itself becomes yet another stressor. So if you have debt, here's another sometimes tough pill to swallow. If you have a lot of debt in your company, you have to charge enough to cover all your costs. Make a profit. Uh And in those costs is debt reduction and paying off that debt. 
So right. your future customers literally have to pay for your past mistakes. Mm-hmm. But that's how it goes. That's how yeah. businesses work. And so this, you know, this is why I'm here. Like I needed someone to tell me these kind of brutal lessons. Joy, Joyce, I went to business school for four years, graduated at the top of my class, and nobody taught me the street smart stuff. I know. Isn't that I crazy? Just, I learned a lot. I loved college. I think I'm a big fan of higher education. If you can afford it, if you don't go into too much debt mm-hmm. to get this kind of education, I mean, it's, it's just such a great experience. However, you know, one of the things in, in college, when I went to college and I took accounting, did graded accounting, they have all this highfalutin stuff that you learn that I've yet to use. But what they didn't tell me, here's another thing, is if you have a, a balance sheet and profit loss in your business and you've never paid attention to them, they're probably a mess. Mm-hmm. Like your closet gets to be a mess. Right. Just, you know, you shove stuff places, Right. So yeah. if, if, your, if your company is, uh, if your financials are a mess, well, uh, then what? How do you fix it? I, I want to share another tip. Find someone who understands accounting. This could be your, your CPA who has a bookkeeper. CPAs are often not very good at accounting, but they may have someone in their Rolodex, a bookkeeper, yeah. a QuickBooks expert, right? And find yeah. someone who will teach you how to Read a balance sheet and profit and loss, and then clean up the mistakes. And you might have to kiss a few frogs to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. A lot of bamboozlers out there, a lot of people who promise you the moon. When you hear something like, oh, I can do all this, and you don't have to worry your pretty little head about it, that's a bad indicator. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want someone who says, Hey, I'd love to help you become a good financial steward. I will teach you where your money is and where it goes. Yeah. And together we can we can do a good job here because a good bookkeeper can set you up for your for your um CPA, can make sure you stay in compliance, can make all the difference. That's Joyce, a really good recommendation. I'm hearing that too, because that's good well, wise just, information. I was just going to ask this, and if I get too personal, let me know. But I have a I have a suspicion that you like to get personal. <clears throat> yes, so let me ask let me ask you this: When you were the housewife and your husband was the breadwinner, did mm. you know all about the money? No, I was given an allowance, which is oh. you know it's so crazy how these different households are set up. But I was set up as a department. <laughs> Thus, the wedding is over. The marriage is over. But um, (laughs) I was a department. I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, well, we are going to have to go to a break. And when we come back. Okay, we're going to go back to that point. Okay. Yes, we're going to talk more about a business plan, some way we can maneuver this this uh, strange world business. Because a lot of women that may be listening to us are experiencing, like I did, the world of business for the first time. So we're going to take a brief, short break. Aren't you loving Nellen's suggestions? I told you you were going to love this. So anyway, we will be back. Ellen will share more. She has a simple business plan that we can uh, implement, and that'll be another wise bit of information today. (laughs) 
Yes. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Now, we are... We are talking today with Ellen Rohr. Now, I know you're returning from the first half because she has just dropped on us some really important information about knowing your personal information about your business. You need to know your numbers. You need to know where your numbers are, why they are or are not working for you, and how to fix them. But go first to find a bookkeeper to help you if you're not strong in numbers. That's definitely a recommendation. Now, Ellen, what what were what were some of the other things we were talking about? I love the bookkeeper. Well, the, yeah, the bookkeeper tip is a bookkeeper or another business owner. Like Frank Blau was just a a business owner with whom I didn't compete. All right, yes. that's important. So if you go to you know, like a BNI, they don't let, you know, too many people from the same company, type of company or same industry join. Or if you belong to a national association uh, in business, a great tip is to get those trade magazines, learn about your industry. Smart people write articles like Frank did. And you reach out to them or you go see them at seminar. And this is how you're going to get, you know, this is how you're going to get smart at, at, at college plus education. And by the way, if you didn't go to college, you college isn't what makes someone successful in business or not. It really isn't. It's all right. about, um, it's all about figuring out how to run a business. But before we leave that last topic, I wanted to share one thing. So Joyce, in my life now, as a result of, you know, um, my, my grew up privileged, um, my mom and dad were, uh, just terrific parents and we had a lot of money when we were growing up. But my dad lost it all in bad business deals towards the later part of his life, and we didn't know about it. And so, you know, you were talking about being separated from the money. So in your business and personally, 
You can use QuickBooks to do a personal balance sheet. What do we have for assets? What do we owe in liabilities? What's the difference? That's equity. What do we bring in for income? How much do we spend? Are we spending more than we bring in? Mm -hmm. Right? It, the mm -hmm. same concepts apply personally. Mm -hmm. Now, let, let's get into business. I know you want to talk about the business plan. And so here's, here's how we're going to segue, sister. Okay. If you, if you look at, say you look at your personal financial situation and you are spending right. more than you're bringing in, which so many people are, are going into debt every month, right? The same right. thing will happen in, in business and, and personally. Here's a recommendation. If at all possible, I don't want to be judgy and I don't know everyone's situation, but if at all possible, don't get a second job. Start a side oh. gig. Start a business. Because the second job will do this. Now you'll be really busy. You may not even get overtime at either of those jobs. So you're not yeah. even, like, kicking into the big bucks in either of them. And you, you've used up all of your time. Okay, so there's no real opportunity to change the situation. Yeah. Second job, if you can avoid the second job and instead start a, start a profitable side hustle. This is one of the reasons why Uber is so popular. It's a great idea. And even yeah. if, you, if you do Uber, you could listen to audios. Right. If you're driving Uber, Uber, don't listen to the radio. Listen to, you know, smart business people, you know, search sales uh, professionals, search business yeah. gurus and see who the best sellers are and go, you know, listen to them. I can give you some mm -hmm. suggestions, too. I love Jim Rohn. He's old school. R-O-H-N. Oh, I is. love uh, I love Jeff Gittimer for sales. Um, Lewis Howes, Marie Forleo. Uh, the Shark Tank guys are all really great and have all written books. So, you know, there's lots of books out there. Our buddy uh, Clint Arthur has written a couple of books. My book, Where Did the Money Go, will help you out. So, you know, read those books, listen to the audios, listen to podcasts about business so you start to get educated. But this side hustle, you can put together a little business plan, Joyce, and you can put together a business plan in a weekend. I wrote a little book called The Weekend Biz Plan, and the reason is – I was on radio shows. People would call me that ask, well, how do I do a business plan? And I wrote a book called The Bare Bones Biz Plan, and it's a skinny book, but it's a, it's a robust approach to business planning. So I yeah. wrote a mini version called The Weekend Biz Plan. It's 60 pages with pictures, and it tells you what to do over the course of the weekend. I'm going to tell you what's in the book, so listen up. Here's how it goes. So the idea is that, I love the pictures. <laughs> yeah, he's got pictures. I, you know, I write skinny books. So the, um, yeah. um, the idea of, of putting a business plan together goes like this. A business plan is anything, anything that helps you clarify your intention and then line up some action that will help you get there. Mm -hmm. That's all it has to do is clarify your vision, your intention. What do I want and why? That's part one. Yeah. And part two is what are some activities that are going to move me in that direction? You don't have to have it all mapped out. You mm -hmm. just want, if you're clear enough, here's something that's really, here's another like thing that changed my life. Here's, I'll give you a quiz. Okay. Between intention and action, between intention and action, which is more powerful. You want me to answer that? I do. It's quiz, pop quiz. What if I fail? 
Um, <laughs> You'll be loved. You'll be pretty important. But what did you say? I know without intention, you've got to have action. So, uh, you know, I can you to go either both. way. You need both. In fact, if you have intention and no action, you're, you're going to be yeah. just standing there. If you have action and no intention, you're going to be a hamster on the hamster wheel. So you absolutely right. need both. But of the two, the more clear, the clearer you are on what it is you want and why, the less action you'll have to take. Doesn't that sound good? Yes, I like that. Yeah, like it makes yeah. it so easy to say no to something that doesn't line up. Yes. Uh, you know what? I, in fact, I just had a, a really great opportunity um, uh, put under my nose the other day, and I thought about it for like three minutes, and I just said, that is an awesome opportunity. I'm so grateful that you reached out to me. It does not fit with what I'm doing right now and what I want right now. So I said no. You know, and that yeah, saved me con- so much Applaud, time. applaud, applaud, Ellen. That is the biggest problem, I think, that most entrepreneurs and you're saying business people too have in their business they get sidetracked yeah and and there's so much opportunity i heard this one from uh, esther hicks said this she said you might worry that if your opportunity comes in and you miss it it's like you know what if your ship comes in and you missed your ship and she said have you ever been to a harbor ships are coming in all the time No shortage of shit. There's no shortage of opportunity. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Yes, that is. Yeah. That takes a There's lot of the worry. Tons out of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I love. So don't yeah. worry about this one great thing that you might have missed. There is no such thing as one great thing that you might have missed. There's opportunity everywhere. There's ideas everywhere. There's information everywhere. And if you get clear on what you want, then when it comes to plucking what information you need and taking aligned action in the direction of your dreams, you're going to work less hard. I have an expression. You're going to love this. I try not to do anything in my business. And that doesn't mean I, I don't work at all. It sounds however, like it does. <laughs> well, however, if I'm doing it, is it, I will always ask, could someone else do it? Does it have to be me? And if someone else can do it, I will let them do it. I will encourage them to do it. I'll do it with them until they can do it. We'll write a procedure together until they can take it from me. Like, I really don't, I really see as the owner of a business, and now I own a drain and sewer franchise with my best friends for partners. I love, love, love them. There's three of us who own the company, and we have a, a, a growing army. We call it the Legion of Zoom a growing army of beautiful people who are helping us grow it. But every time as a business owner, you do something, you literally rob someone else of the opportunity. So yes, what true. my job is more than anything else is to beat the drum of our intention. Mm-hmm. This is where we're going. This is why we're doing this. This is, mm-hmm. this is our mission and vision. What's yours? So then I might say to an employee, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go in your life? What, Where do you see yourself in five years? If someone says, Mm -hmm. I want to start my own business, I'll say, well, we're going to teach you how to do that. Come with us for a little (laughs) while. Right? Just come with us for a little while. We'll teach everybody who's with us how to run a business. That's what we do. Right. You know, suppose they, you know, want to go into the same business. Well, my job is to make a better gig. And if they go Mm -hmm. into business and, and compete against me, I would be proud of that. 
I really would. What difference does it make? Yeah. We are clear on our intention, and my hope is that I can find people who are aligned with me. And the business plan is a key. So can I jump into how you put one together? I'm getting, I'm getting kind of philosophical on you. Okay. So let's go, let's go back to um, um, action. So if your intention is that you want to create a business, one of the reasons to create a business is because you want more money. You, yes. you know, you're taking on a second job. You're, you, you don't have enough money. Don't, that is a fine mission statement. Why are you in business? To make more money is a fine business statement. <laughs> it is a fine mission statement. Now, you might yes. also want to be of service. You might also want to help other people re- achieve their dreams. I love this. Zig Ziglar says you can have everything in life you want if you, if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I love right. that. I do, too, but I like making money. These are not mutually exclusive events, so could we do all of that? Right. So um, part one, you know, step one of creating a business plan is to come up with a reason why. And here's an exercise that will help you do that. So um, I, call it, I call it a mission statement. Different gurus call it different things. I love Simon Sinek. Oh, please, please, please read his book, Start With Why, or watch his TED Talk on Start With Why. Yes. It's so yes. good. Have you seen it? Yes, and I've seen it more than once. Okay, I just good love girl. to hear the man talk. Isn't he great? I know. So, yeah, that's a must. That's a, an essential uh, uh, um, business building tool or life building tool. I love him. So yes. um, uh, he calls it your why, your purpose station, your your mission, your primary aim. Different gurus call it different things. But basically it is, what do I want and why? Those are excellent questions to ask. What do I want and why? Ultimately, Joyce, your business plan is answering those journalistic questions. What do I want and why? How much money do I want to make? How much time do I want to spend? Who do I want to have help me? Who am I going to need? Help me by when do I want certain goals, right? And then how am I going to do these things? And then you just pick a few items. So really a business plan could be boiled into just making a list of those journalistic questions. What, why, who, by when, for whom, by whom, and how. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Okay, that will get you. That will get a business plan together for you. You could do a vision yeah. board. Now, is this what is this the copy of your weekend biz plan book that's on your website? Yeah, and I've got. If you go to, let me see if I can. If I if this is working, I can give this away, which would just be adorable of me. Weekend biz plan dash free. <laughs> let me see if that if that gets us there. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna check this website. Oh, it does. If you go to Ellen Roar E L L E N R O H R dot com forward slash, and then it's WBP, that stands for Weekend Biz Plan, WBP-free, ellenroar.com slash WBP-free. You can have the book, you get some forms, you get a little bit of love from me. So there you go. And so in this book, one of the first exercises I recommend is that you write an essay about your life, about the life that you want to live. And in this essay... You're going to find some clues to what your business could be, and and you're going to find some answers to the question of why this business should exist to move you in the direction of this life that you want to live. Yeah. So, you know, and and the exercise goes like this. You start in the the morning. When do you wake up and with whom? And Mm -hmm. what do you do next? 
And do mm. you go for a walk? Do you read something spiritual? Do you make coffee? You know, what, what is your morning like? What's your morning ritual? Do you go to work? You know, I am, I am clear that I will work till the day I drop up over. I just have, I don't even get like why you would want to retire. That's just not in my perfect life. But again, I don't work that hard, just saying. So, um, you know, what would I do? I I love mentoring people. I love radio shows, podcasts. Thank you so much. That's in my, I am living my perfect life right now, sister. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And so you write down what you want to do. How much money is in your checking account? How much do you have for investments? And you write these things down. Like when the lottery gets to be a billion dollars, that makes me kind of nervous. I don't know if I want to be that rich. How rich do you want to be? <laughs> right? So you yeah. just like put this little essay together. And in uh, that essay, you're going to find your mission and some goals and some other cool things that will guide your business plan. Yeah. Awesome. Now, now, do we have um, time for another step or do we have to take a break? No, we're just going to keep right on going. Um, okay. So now, let this me give you – oh, 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 go ahead. Were you, were you finished with that? That's the first step. Like the first step <gasps> in the weekend oh. biz plan is for you to do that exercise. Okay. Good. All right. Okay. okay yep. You ready for another step? Yes. Okay. So like if the, you did this in a weekend or you did it in an afternoon, the idea is that you spend a little bit of time on the exercises that I lay out for you. And then you've got a business plan. Like someone says, you have a business plan. You can say, yes, I do. And you started it with that little essay. Okay, this is what my perfect life would look like. And you write an essay. You can also do a vision board. For those of you who are more um, uh, tactile and you like cutting pictures out of magazines and drawing things, you could do a vision board too. That would suffice. But you're going to get this idea of what your life looks like. And then you're going to look at a business. What kind of business could I create or fix or start that would – Move me in the direction of my dreams. My, my friend Howard Partridge says your business exists for one reason only, and that's to help you achieve your life goals. So business can be a great vehicle. Getting two jobs, that probably won't get you there. A job yeah. in a business may get you there until you can quit your job if you want to, to focus on your business. You can do that yeah. for sure. So another great author, Melinda Emerson, has a book about starting a business in a year, and she suggests that keep your job and start the side hustle. Take a year to do it and then decide if, it, if you're ready to, to launch without your, your job. So good. All right. So ah. another step would be then to write down some goals. So goals are to have by when statements. So from this perfect life, you might say, I want to have um, 150000 in sales by 12-31-2019. In my business, trucks are a big metric. So I want to have 50 service trucks. I want to have, oh, um, you know, yeah. you know, I want to have 20% net profit. I want to have cash to bills to pay a ratio of two to one. You know, you can just uh, buy and then you put a buy. Now, here's the mm-hmm. thing about setting goals. If you don't achieve your goals in your business, nobody comes and gets your dog or your firstborn. There is no consequence, really. Just you've got to lighten up about this goal thing. But if you mm-hmm. put a to have by when statement together, I feel like you literally form a vessel into which the universe can deliver your dreams. You just mm-hmm. say, this would be great. Thank you in advance. I'd love that, please. <laughs> Anne, Lamont, Anne Lamont says the three great prayers are please, 
thank you, uh, and wow. Is that just delicious? Yeah. Please, thank <laughs> you, and wow. All right, so then you set a few goals. And then you talk about the money, honey. Then you say, okay, well, how much money do I want? If I did 150000 in total sales, how much would that be for me? You put a little budget together. You can do it in three minutes. I want to yeah. make 100000 all right, and I have all these other expenses, boom, 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 boom. Well, I have to have more than that in sales and then uh, add in the amount of profit I want to make. You could do that in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Then you figure yeah. out how much you're going to charge. You get one client who's going to pay you 250000 for one job, or you get 250 clients who are going to pay you 1000 for something. You see where I'm going? Yeah. You just figure yes. out like a little right. strategy. What are we what could we offer? How could we package it? And you work on that exercise for maybe an hour, and you go to the next exercise. Let's go into and, – and you're going to have to revisit that exercise. It goes back and forth a little bit. Once we talk about marketing, what am I going to offer people? Who do I sell to? What do I, what do I have? What could I make? Mm-hmm. And then you go back to your budget. How much would that cost to make that? How much, would people pay that? I'll tell you what. In my industry, I compete all the time against people who charge one-tenth of what I charge. And we show up clean, sober, on time, dressed right, and we use a checklist. Our tagline is we're fast, we're focused, and we'll get it fixed. And for that, that. people will pay me. Isn't that great? And for that, and I do drain cleaning. And for that, people will pay me ten times what some guy who doesn't show up clean, sober, on time, dressed right, or use a checklist will do it for. Yeah. And not everybody's my customer. But do you want someone who shows up clean, sober, on time, dressed right, and uses a checklist? Right. Sure. Yeah. 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 And then they say, oh, I wish you weren't so expensive. And then you move through (laughs) the, so you move, you put a little marketing piece to your business plan together, a little financial piece to your business plan. You put an org chart together. Well, I know I'll do everything myself for starters, but who else could help me? Who else would I need? Boom, boom, boom. Isn't yeah. this delicious? And you do it fast. Yeah. Like, just do it fast. Get a first draft. Um, uh, Anne Lamott also says when you're writing, do a, and you use a swear word here, do a blank first draft. <laughs> <laughs> and get that out of the way. Crappy. A blank make it first draft. Do a, crappy, yeah. do a crappy first draft and get that oh, out. Oh, God. Do it. a crappy first draft. You see what I mean? Just, like, do yeah. your, a crappy first draft business plan. And yeah. that one will probably be pretty darn good. Before you outthink it, before you outfox it, just put down what you want. Get started. Because then at the end of the business plan, you're going to make a list of things you got to do, and then you're going to pick a few of them. You're going to pick a few of them to be top projects, and the rest of them are going to mold for a minute on that master list of projects. So I create a master list of projects. I do this with my franchisees. Anything, any problem, any opportunity, put it on the big list. Their employees, they come up with a complaint about something. I hate our uniforms. I bet you do. It doesn't fit you. You're too big. You're too short. You're whatever. Let's put new uniforms on the list. Now, I'm not going to energize that today because I've got four top projects, no more than five top projects that I'm working on right now. Yeah. You see where I'm going? Right? So yeah. you, you've got to right. get something off the, the top project list to then go to the master project list. But if you do that, you're going to start moving in the direction of your dreams. The difference between my approach to business planning and most approaches to business planning is they don't get to the action part. 
Uh, yeah. So a business plan will help right. you clarify the dreams. The vision plan, right. the, a lot of business planning books. There's a lot out there for the inspiration and the information. But then what are you going to do today? You just pick something. You pick something. And the other things wait. I'm a big yeah. fan of putting stuff on my calendar. It, jo- Joyce, if I didn't have this on my calendar, I wouldn't show up for this. Right. Yeah, and right after that, I, I think I got a lot of people call. don't do that. That's a really good time management tool. Put yeah, it on so your calendar. From, you know, we put doctor's picture. appointments, but in car appointments, but we don't put anything else. Oh, I'm going to use that. I love that. Yeah, you're right. You got to go to the doctor, so that's on the calendar. Absolutely. I like when I see somebody's calendar and all they yeah. have on it is lunch. Okay, so lunch is going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, so we always have our lunch on there, don't we? Okay, yeah, so this is all happen. included in the weekend biz plan that you just went mm-hmm. over. I mean, yes, it sounds and it's much free. more exciting. I'm going to give you all a it's an ebook. It, I'll give you a copy of the book and then some forms to go through it. You have to you have to put your name and email address on it and if you don't want to be on my list, just unsubscribe afterwards. If you like my voice and stay stay in my little community and you'll get lots of love and ideas. Oh, good. I signed up. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, good. Okay, did you get there? Did you get that? You got that link to work for you? Oh, no, I haven't done that since that. I'll have to go back and sign up again, so you'll get me twice. Oh, uh, well, that, you, if you put the same email address in, you won't get it twice. Oh, okay. You'll just be in again. Right. And I'm going to send you second wind with Joyce, okay? I'm going to send yep. this link to you so you can share it with anyone you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, biz yeah. plan, okay? Now, yay, your other okay. book is on Amazon, right? Yeah, this one is, too. They're on Amazon, or you can get oh, them at alanmore.com. They're actually cheaper at Amazon. But this one, this freebie, also comes with some forms and stuff. So I recommend you get this one, um, the Weekend Biz Plan. I'd get it right off the website. I mean, right off that link I'm giving you, alanmore.com slash WBP, Weekend Biz Plan, WBP, dash free. Yes, yeah, that helps yes. because then whatever I didn't tell you about on this podcast, so you got a little backup. All right. <laughs> well, I forgot now, something. Oh, yeah, it's in the book. All right, Ellen. Now, yeah. we are coming to where we're, we're in the final run of this show. And okay. there, you and I were just kind of playing around yesterday. And I loved what you said. I asked you if there's something that you kind of – regret or looking back on you kind of wish well I wish I hadn't done that you know every one of us has at least one if not multiples of those and so I was so curious so did you finally settle on one in our last few minutes on the show I did and um I this is what I've got I you know I work in a man's world Uh uh-huh and I am, I'm 59 years old. So this is something that women of a certain age are probably going to relate to more than younger women. Yes. But uh, it's younger women who are inspiring me to share this, that mm-hmm. I, as I was moving my way up, I've, I've worked in a lot of um, jobs where I was one of a few women and yes. it was a man's world. And certainly the world I'm in now, plumbing and, and drain cleaning is a man's world. <laughs> Definitely. And I... And what I regret is I put up with more than I should have without saying, stop that. Mm-hmm. Just even the, even the, the jokes, the innuendos, the, the crap, uh, you know, just that as well as like missed opportunities. And my headset was always, 
don't worry about that. Just put your nose down. You're going to get what you want. And I did. I could have done a better job paving the way for other women. And I'm committed to doing that now, to calling people out on bad behavior. And I think, you know, the Me Too movement has has, has had an impact on me. You know, stuff I used to just think was the way things went. I'm mm-hmm. not tolerating anymore. And I think that my regret is that I didn't um, get woke earlier, you know, to use like an <laughs> expression I'm probably too old to use. Um, yeah. But that like I didn't, I, I just thought that's the way it was going to be and I wasn't going to let it stop me, but I could have done a better job for my sisterhood. And it is time for us to, you know, I mean, I love men, I love people, I get all that, but let's just, let's let the pendulum swing deep to the other direction for a minute, and let's well, find a way forward. Yeah, Ellen, that is wonderful advice, and we are in the last minute of this show, and so mm-hmm. I'm just going to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You have just been a delightful guest, and I can't wait till our next time, but I encourage all of my listeners to Go back and listen to this multiple times. There's a lot of good information. And so, listeners, I hope you will. And I look forward to next week being back with you so we can share more good things of a, here on Second Wind. Thank you. And you thank are you wonderful. All. Thank you so okay. much. All right. Love, bye. Love. Till next week. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.